it. Alrighty. Say Bible Podcast, the podcast for the Kardashian connoisseur. I'm Natalie. And I'm Kathleen. And I'm just going to point out today, this is a test. I got new headphones. I don't think I mentioned it. No, I didn't mention it last time we recorded. I got a full-time job again. And so I I upgraded my like tech setup for work. And Natalie wears headphones, but I've always been the one that's everyone's like, why can't Kathleen get a microphone? Uh so anyways, I have headphones on now that have a microphone in them. And I just wear headphones out of paranoia. Like, I just feel like if I don't wear them, somehow the audio will be fucked. There's been no proof of that. And even when I record other podcasts via Zoom, I don't wear headphones. It's only ours because I guess I care about ours more. But but that's <laughs> really all I do. I don't even think I need these, to be honest. But It does. I will say it's only been one day. But I feel like it helps to kind of like. I, usually I'm like the dogs are barking. I have like RuPaul's drag race, like playing in the background and like the construction outside. Like it did help to kind of like focus you a bit. Focus me. Yeah. So I'm less gonna try it on the pod. Yeah. Um, before we start into we're just gonna do episode eight and then the same week we'll release episode nine. Um, before we get into that, two couple things. Kylie was on the cover of Interview Magazine and Jennifer Lawrence interview her. I'm a little over the Jennifer Lawrence Kardashian link up, if you will. She's been on the show. I don't know. She's not been on the show. She went to dinner with at Chris's house and they got drunk and got in her closet. Then she guest hosts Jimmy Kimmel and interviewed Kim. Now she's interviewing Kylie. I thought what was annoying too. Um, <laughs> a little bit over it. <laughs> sorry. Certified hater. Yeah, I'm hating. I don't care. No offense to Jennifer or even Kylie. But when I first saw the cover, besides whatever was going on with the um, styling of the shoot, usually with Interview Magazine, the person being interviewed and who they're being interviewed by is prominent because that's the whole point of Interview Magazine Mm -hmm. is that it's like someone interesting being interviewed by someone interesting mm-hmm. uh and on like the cover it doesn't say anything about Jennifer Lawrence I it definitely dig- does it it yeah, definitely does a little it. to figure out who interviewed her and it felt just kind of like and we've we've said this about so many of the things the Kardashians get asked to do it's like they just know they're gonna get clicks it felt mm-hmm. a little like GQ Kim man of the year like yeah, yeah. The old Maxim days. I don't know if any of our younger listeners remember, like, Maxim was just, like, whoever on the cover, like, a million headlines, like, just get it out there, salacious. I was kind of like, okay, well, who the heck is interviewing her? It's called Interview Magazine. The whole point <laughs> is that it's interesting to see who's interviewing who. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. They're getting lazy. Yeah, because the interview is not interesting at all. I think the only quotes that were um, pulled out were the Jordan ones and the ones about plastic surgery. You learn nothing new. Basically, she says that she never fully cut off Jordan. 
Let me read the quote. Jordan and I, we always stayed in touch throughout the years, and we would meet up at my house and catch up and just talk through everything. We never fully cut each other off. And one day, naturally, wise, we were like, we want to get sushi, and we don't want to hide anymore. How ironic. The one sushi place you go to is like the heavily photographed and not even the restaurant, like the, the balcony to get to the sushi restaurant is like where a bunch of celebrities get photographed. Um, I saw this really good comment on Twitter. Someone said, this just proves that celebrities can be private when they want to. Like you, exactly. they could easily got sushi at a more private place or something like that. <laughs> well, and I feel like you've made this point before too, where it's like, they could have explained it further in a way that was more like human. Yeah. But it's sort of just like, yeah, we kept in touch, but we felt like there was, it was a needed break or yada, yada, yada. It's like, they can't say out loud. Yeah. I knew my family would be pissed. Yeah. If I like openly saw Jordan or if I put up any sort of, I'm sure Kylie had some reservations about Jordan after everything that went down, but like, it wasn't like a nuanced or like in-depth conversation where she's explaining was really conflicted like this is my friend yeah yeah was just like well i kept in touch with it everything yeah looks- yeah hindsight's 2020 it looks like they had this like perfect like oh well we were just that was in the past but we kept in touch and then we finally decided okay with it now we're to and- be realistic did your yeah, family yeah. make you feel like you couldn't maintain this friendship anymore like did your family decide that the villain in the story was Jordan like give us a little bit more like did you cut Jordan a check to be the villain let's be like I'm not still convinced Jordan didn't get more benefits out of this which I wouldn't be mad at I'd take the check too sure I'll go away for a check well (laughs) even Kylie could have explained like yeah like our relationship definitely changed after that yeah yeah but we never lost touch but she could explain, like, yes, it. I was put in the difficult situation of, like, revisiting this friendship. It was weird. I was worried my sister would be mad at me. Like, all this. It could have been, like, a more nuanced conversation. But this family, it's not that I don't think they're capable of it. In fact, I think Kylie was really, ugh, can I keep my friend? I don't like that guy. Who knows? <laughs> but you get the sense that she was probably like told keep it under wraps and what's interesting to that point is i read a little bit more and jennifer lawrence's quote-unquote response because we all know this is like a conversation that's edited and fixed jennifer lawrence response is like wait no i want to look it up because it's so like who wrote that it's very like yeah that makes sense and she was so young and people make mistakes you know what i mean it was very like who the fuck talks like this? <laughs> I just wrote this and I'm reading it because I'm like, just a favor. <laughs> and I think, too, to uh, Kathleen's point, a natural response, especially from Jennifer Lawrence, someone who claims they're a diehard Kardashian fan, would have had the same response. Well, did your family make you not hang out with her? Like, or like, like oh. did you feel an obligation to separate from Jordan like something like that like something like you're not throwing your family under the bus per se like for this family that's supposedly the masters of PR it feels like they've lost the plot like you can they can lean into like what people care about without being like yeah we like 
put a gag order on Kylie and now we've put a gun to Jennifer Lawrence's head and made her do this interview. <laughs> no, you could literally just be like, did you feel some sort of pressure from the public opinion and your family yeah. to not talk to Jordan? And was that hard for you? That'd be an interesting question. And you don't have to like implicate your family. Yeah, I totally agree with that. And I think, I mean, me and Kathleen had a conversation before we turned the mics on, of course. It speaks to more like the old school way of doing things. Like we were talking about how like the U.S. government can no longer do certain propagandas because, you know, people have access to information way more than they ever had before. And information is just in your face. It's kind of like this. They could get away with certain things pre like TikTok, pre even Instagram. They could get away with a lot of stuff because people aren't constantly reminded of like, well, you said that in 20, da 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 da. Well, this is not what it's like. You, you know, people, see that. Yeah. yeah, exactly. People are analyzing and breaking it down, kind of like we are. So Jennifer, so she says the stuff about Jordan. And Jennifer goes, I get that. And I'm happy that you still have that in a healthier way. She was so young and she made a mistake. But those lifetime friends are very important. The fuck? You think Jennifer Lawrence said that? No. No shade to Jennifer, but she does not talk like that. She's not that articulate. <laughs> she's very like the girl, next, your home girl. Yeah. She's she would never like, said that. Yeah. No, that was definitely Chris coded. And I also just hate that, like, story they keep saying. They even kind of, like, do that with Tristan, where they kind of in- infantilize. I never say that word right. It's like, oh, he's so young. But somehow <laughs> Chloe's this, like, wise old soul who, like, has <laughs> so endured strong. all this trauma. I'm like, these were adults. And also, like, Jordan was probably preyed upon by Tristan. We've gone all over this, all of this a million times. But to be go back to this, like Jordan was so young, she didn't know what she was doing. Like she just like walked up to Tristan and was like, "I'm gonna blow up my life. Let's make out." Yeah, I that it's wild. I did note that too. That it was just like Jordan made a mistake. I'm sorry. There was a grown grown ass man involved in this that really made the mistake. Yeah, got forgiven. Then he made multiple more mistakes, and now he's back on our screens, and they're shoving him down our throats. And now Kylie gets to be like, oh, of course we stayed friends. (laughs) What? We never cut Jordan off. (laughs) You made this girl seem like some sort of harlot and, like, life ruiner. And even when you were like, no, it's okay, but there's two people at fault. Chloe did this, like, months later. It took however many years for Kylie to be willing to go out and see be seen in public with Jordan. She's not on the show. Hopefully she chose not to be on the show. But, like, she, they're not giving her any sort of redemption arc other than, like, oh, she was young in this article. Right. But Tristan, meanwhile, we've been watching nauseating amounts of content of him convincing everyone in this family he's, like, God's gift to, like, forgiveness. Yeah, it's been, it's, it's also, and I'll note this in the show or, you know, our show review, this happened in 2018, right? I think 2018, 2019. I can't believe we're still talking about it. Like that it's crazy. We should have these conversations on keeping up. I don't want them. that That was the least offensive thing that he did. Right. Exactly. Why are we talking about that? 
But the way that they made it so much worse was because Jordan was like a young person. She's a friend that they probably assumed would have like undying loyalty to them. She was always Kylie's like kind of like inferior. Like they kind of like kept her as like, oh, Kylie's BFF, you know, that's so messed up. Like, you should go to bat for your people. And we've talked about yeah. this ad nauseum because it was 100 years ago. But, like, to then retelling it with, like, revisionist history. Like, oh, she was just really young. She just accidentally kissed Tristan. Why don't you have that energy when it happened? Or shortly like, after. How did we get here, like, yeah. five years after the fact? And it's like, it's all good. We were still yeah. hanging out, and then we just naturally went and got sushi. I'm like, we find this out you, five you years. You tried after. to ruin this girl's life. <laughs> like, you have tried to ruin multiple peripherals in your family's lives, and thankfully, she had friends and other people like around her to be like, "You're gonna be okay." <laughs> like, you just sounded awful after that for years, and then meanwhile, Tristan got forgiven, fucked up again immediately. Now he's like, back there. it's like. I don't want to hear all this about how like, oh yeah, we were fine the whole time. All right. Do more then. Do less with Tristan and do more with Jordan. I don't know. Exactly. <laughs> that's, it's not balanced. That's the reconciliation everyone would have wanted to see. Like no one gives a shit about Tristan's cheating ass. But if they would have somehow worked Jordan, and again, like you said, maybe she elected not to be on the show, but if they could still elect through conversations with Kylie, like, oh, you saw Jordan today? How is she? She's really good. And I feel really good where we are. You know, you just film like a little speakerphone conversation, something. But the fact that we got that in this episode is kind of like a passing convo. Oh yeah. I talked to her yesterday. Like what? It felt self-serving for them. Mm -hmm. And I don't even put that on Kylie. It felt more just like part of their weird crusade to get Tristan likable for some reason that literally no one is asking for. It was like, Oh yeah, we're cool. Like that's what people had a problem with that. somehow we're cool. So don't be mad at Tristan anymore. Yeah. We're like, no, we're first of all, we're still mad at Tristan because he had already cheated on Chloe and his, baby mama before that and jordan may have felt it slighted by the family for whatever reason but i still maintain the idea that i think tristan pursued her mm-hmm. again for a kiss he impregnated another person that we know of since mm-hmm. then <laughs> he supposedly kissed jordan when everyone's wasted and we're supposed to feel like she's some sort of home wrecker. Like, I don't know. I feel like, I still feel like there was something in his mind where he's like, I'm going to kiss her and it'll be like scandalous enough that like, I don't know, get me out of this family or at least like, just give me a thrill. I don't know what motivates this man to this day. I mean, but part of oh, my, she was, my, she was not going up to him and being like, please make out with me and ruin my life. My only tinfoil hat, like if I went deep down a fucking dark hole of conspiracy theories, which I don't know why this family just takes me there. I don't, I'm always like, what if? Because we don't trust them. Yeah, like, what Every reason not to trust them. (laughs) Right. I'm like, what if Tristan, like Kim paid Tristan to kiss Chloe because they needed a storyline for their show. And then they had to double back on 
fucking Jordan, like, hey, you've got to play along. We'll pay you to like kind of dip. You can still hang out with Kylie, but you cannot be seen publicly or post anything on social. Like that's where my brain goes. Because to your point, when you said, I don't know what would motivate Tristan, I'm like, well, if someone were paying him, yeah, that would motivate him. But it's also believable because you are a cheater. So it's like, mm. yeah, he clearly gets, <laughs> he clearly gets some validation. He gets something out, out of, of it. Like <laughs> doing something wrong and then like convincing people to like him again. And yeah. this is next episode. So we won't go in too much, but we've seen it in previous episodes. This kind of like, and I hate using all the like therapy speak because people are like throwing it around way too much these days. But that kind of like narcissistic kind of like everyone's like, I don't get it. You're so charming. Everyone yeah, yeah, really yeah. Likes you. We all really like you, but why do you keep doing this? You recycle. Because I don't understand. <laughs> someone who has a constant need, and we talk about this all the time with Kim, someone who has a constant need to be like reminded that they're special are going to hit limits. Like he can't mm-hmm. just be like a nice guy. He's a mm-hmm. nice guy because he's so desperate to get that fucking revalidation. And yeah. so the second it feels comfortable, he's got to fuck it up again so that he can win them all back. That's what's satisfying to him. Mm-hmm. That's what's exciting to him is it's like, I just did mm-hmm. something awful and I, if I can get them to like them me again. How special does that make me? You know? Yeah, that's a good point. Because even I, when the first time, Tristan, maybe even the second time, but definitely the first time, I was like, you know, people cheat. Doesn't mean he's a bad guy. Because obviously, I don't fucking know him from a can of paint. And this was his first offense, as far as I knew. So I kind of was like, look, it happens. He's still a nice guy. He's probably shouldn't just, you probably shouldn't just be in a monogamous relationship. But when the kid happened and he wasn't claiming the kid, I was like, oh, so you're just trash. Got it. Yeah. But they refused. And to there's plenty of, I think there's plenty of people, too, out there that just they're like, I just if I see something I want to fuck, I, you know, there's plenty of people out there that are just serial cheaters because they have no self-control. Yes. I think what we see with Tristan that kind of like darkly plays into this family is that aspect where he's like he loves the idea of the redemption arc. Like the redemption arc makes him feel that much more special. And and yeah, maybe some of the times he's cheated was just impulse, but the campaigns that he goes on afterwards is when you're like, okay, this is something that like you really, and maybe in your mind, you don't think I enjoy this, but you probably like need it. You're probably like, We'll definitely talk about it in satisfaction. The, we'll definitely talk about the episode because what you're speaking to is, was his demeanor with Courtney. I felt that, and I was like, "Oh, this is a fucking game, Dan. Like it's just a game." Um, before we go in the episode, last piece of news: Kim Kardashian, Paula Pell, Janine Brito. By the way, Paula and Janine are married. Comedy package: The Fifth Wheel. Which means they basically all came together, pitched Netflix this movie called The Fifth Will. Netflix bought it, and now they're going to uh, film it. And I think Kim is going to star in it as well. And I and uh, Paula and Brito wrote it, and they I don't know if they currently do, but they wrote for SNL for a minute. Saturday Night Live. Yes. Well, and um, 
what was pa- Paula was in Girls Trip? No, not Girls Trip. Um, she Wine was Country. in Wine Fucking Country, which is my yeah. favorite. One of my favorite movies. It's like my yeah. comfort movie. I put it on. He's hilarious. Yeah, I years. follow both of them on like Instagram. They're really funny. Um, I like the again. I think people get that Kim gets attention. I like the idea of it. I don't think Kim is bad at making entertaining content but someone brought up earlier today what the hell happened to american horror story delicate where is it i was gonna say that during the episode (laughs) the season didn't finish i was gonna say that in the episode is that done or like what happened there and i wasn't even watching it and i heard about this by the way (laughs) where is that ryan what's going on well, Ryan just like fuck it I didn't get to pro- I can see Ryan being that petty I don't know if he would have that power but being like we didn't get to promote this the ratings weren't what they should I'm be over it now. I don't give a shit take it down like, like, there's, you know, there's enough going on in the world I'm over it uh, he was already trying to like sue wasn't he trying to sue yeah. SAG-AFTRA because he couldn't promote this fucking show yeah. so I think there's some I just I don't know and even this delicate clips I watched, like, to be fair, I didn't watch the show. Um, I have been a Ryan Murphy, unfortunate fan in other aspects of my life. Nip Tuck, Glee, uh, the election one. Uh, yeah, I but, love a Ryan Murphy production. I can't lie. <laughs> yeah, I, I will watch it. Um, I don't, I had never gotten to the horror story ones just because scary stuff. I, I don't sleep well as it is. What I want for Kim, there was a time, Natalie and I remember, when Kim was, like, self-aware and could do kind of, like, self-deprecating comedy. Mm -hmm. And right now, it seems like she keeps trying to do it with this, like, documentary format of the the Hulu show. And it's not really landing. Like, it seems like she's like, I should be self-deprecating. But I'm, like, really stressed out because I don't know what I should be doing in my life. So <laughs> even in the Delicate show, she was kind of playing a version of, like, herself mixed with, like, Kris Jenner. Yes. Um, and when she was on SNL, some of it was pretty funny. The girl mm-hmm. could deliver a line. But it was all very, we saw later in the four to five episodes dedicated to it that she spent <laughs> all this time with writers and other comedians and Kanye and like she clearly was so worried about it being perfect that's not what you want to see when you're watching like SNL. a funny person yeah. yeah 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 you know I think man you're hitting on a lot of things that we could hit on in the episode because I think we see a lot of that in this episode everything's just so serious I've got so much work to do and the work isn't really like work like it I feel like to your point Kathleen she's electing to do this stuff so you would think she's like I I get to do this I get to do that so much fun but the only narrative we kind of hear is like I'm so tired I've got to do all this and now I've got to read the lines and I've got a skins meeting like where's the kind of like do do now we're gonna go to skins and it's the lightheartedness I guess is maybe what I'm talking about we don't get that we get a bunch of like I'm a professional. I've got to go to work. Yeah, and it feels like too. Like even SNL. Like, 
like what you're saying, SNL was like, it's SNL. I've got to study. I've got to talk to comedians. What am I going to wear? And it's like, just relax. It's Saturday Night Fucking Live. No one. Yeah, that we always talk about that. Go have a good time. Where she's like, yeah, I have to prove. It's like, who are you proving it to? Like, everyone <laughs> is very distracted right now. You could get away with like all kinds of stuff. And speaking of like satire, it's like, I feel like she's dialed to 11. Mm-hmm. And like, that's like a Spinal Tap reference. And Spinal Tap was like the first of the like mockumentaries. It's like the Canadian comedy troupe that made best in show a bunch of the people that are on Shit's creek you know oh, yeah, yeah they improv so much and it's like kim you have to put yourself in a position to be able to improv like that's very yeah. scary and hard absolutely but i feel like she doesn't it's like her brain it's constantly trying to like control every little detail that's like yeah. you can't get to that point. And yeah. I know she has it in her because I've seen it. And yeah. I don't even I don't really like him most of the time. But I've <laughs> seen that she has the ability to be self-deprecating and like in on the joke. But right now she just it just feels like she keeps doing all these extra things because she's like not sure what's gonna land. So she yes. has another thing. I'm acting you know. now. I sold a show, which I think I think from what I'm reading around is that basically Paula and her wife, I don't want to say her wife, let me get respectful. What's Paula's wife's name? Paula and Janine, they probably pitched it to Kim. And then Kim was like, oh, kind of like Ryan Murphy, right? I've got this, we've got this project and you can play the role. And that helped them in their pitch meetings, probably. Like we've got Kim yeah. already on board. I'm sure, I'm sure I would bet my fucking life on it. She'll get an executive producer credit. So that'll be another thing oh, to add. I mean, even this this article that now has She'll direct. Netflix.com. <laughs> Netflix.com. I read yeah. the first sentence. Kim Kardashian, M Dash. Reality star, entrepreneur, oh god, law student, M Dash is adding a new career to her list of hyphenates. Budding movie star. So it's a like you star. know this is this was crafted between several teams of PR, and that's no shade to our lovely lesbian couple. They're probably doing the same thing. They're like, yeah, you know. Oh, and yeah, also produce. Too. There it is. Yeah, exactly. Produce. Funding. Kim gets to tell them exactly what to put in this fluffy post. And they can tell she can she can carry a line. She can deliver a seat. It's not like she's gonna like sink the whole project. So but I didn't I, even I'd love to see her get back to that ability to be just natural i didn't even read this article i just kind of pulled it up because i couldn't remember paul and Janine's name but this article is fucking hilarious in recent years the star of keeping up the kardashians has tiptoed further into the world of hollywood she's currently starring in the 12th season of ryan murphy's flagship horror series american as a scab and now it doesn't (laughs) exist And parents and children might have noticed her voice overturn in the two, not one, the two Paw Patrol films. 
She plays doodle, or excuse me, she plays poodle Dolores, a role that she says convinced her kids she's a cool mom. Oh Lord, did Tracy write this? <laughs> yeah, this is this is yeah, are we sure? Because the next episode, North would like a word. Keep your eyes peeled for more information on the fifth wheel as it gears up to enter production. Just think. Soon, we'll be able to tell you who the other four wheels are and catch the new comedy coming soon. I feel like the other two wheels are Janine and Paula because they both act. They both were in Girls 5 Ever together, which, by the way, yeah. another show that I think got canceled because of the pandemic. But that show was fucking hilarious. Yeah. Um. So that's three. So I think there's going to be four people and one person is going to be the fifth wheel, right? So that's. Three. The other two, I well, don't know. Let's diversity hire. And to all of our PR professionals out there, in fact, Natalie and I have both worked in the realms of PR before. We're not saying this is wrong. Like, this is mm-hmm. what you're supposed to do. It's amazing. But don't, don't mix this up with, like, naturally occurring news interest. Like, this was a very well thought out statement that was given to someone to post to drum up interest in a potential project so yeah because yeah the headline is kim kardashian is going to be the fifth wheel for the first time the reality starts taking center stage in a future feature film um they only mentioned paula and janine's name once in this whole yeah. article <laughs> and they wrote the goddamn movie Luckily, they added their picture, though. That was nice of them. Yeah. John DeLilio wrote it. Damn you, John! Oh, that's right. I forgot Tadum. They made their... Remember they, they launched Tadum, like, their, their like, oh, editorial yeah. site? But then they, like, laid off <laughs> most of the people they hired, like, right away. Oops. Well, they probably were like, look, we don't we don't plan on this being real journalism. <laughs> it's just another way to promote yeah. our projects. Okay. We don't need all you people. No one's faulting anyone for this, which is at all. It, just yeah. see it for what it is. This is a PR piece to get the word out that this is what's happening. Yeah, Netflix is like, oh, we gave you the wrong impression. This isn't real journalism. This is our other marketing yeah. newsletter. <laughs> Please don't do any research on anybody. We'll tell you what to say. All right, let's jump into this episode. We have good news and bad news. The good news is, I don't know. Oh, the good news is uh, season, I mean, excuse me, episode 10, which comes on this week, is the finale. That is the good news. The bad news is me and Kathleen are behind. So we have to (laughs) review. (laughs) We still have to review. We'll get there. So the good news, it's over, but not quite really. But I'm glad that it's only 10 episodes because, you know, on E! it was way more than that. But I'm glad Hulu hasn't lost their mind completely. 10 is enough. They do. They are getting another season, believe it or not. I don't know. I'm sure that will come out next year. I don't think we mentioned it yet, this episode. Um, But we did talk to Casey, and it came out last week. Yes, and we talked about how the seasons are very loose around here. (laughs) No one really know like network TV used to be like, okay, fall to spring, break in the summer. Maybe it was the summer show. 
these streaming services, all hell breaks loose. You don't know how many episodes you're going to get. You don't know. It could be like two weeks or like three years between seasons. It's very fast and loose. And the fact that they released an episode this week, the night before Thanksgiving, it just shows no fucks are being given. Like, I know it's streaming, but goddamn, it still only gets released every week. (laughs) Usually people put out like the worst PR you could possibly imagine. Yeah. During Thanksgiving. Yeah. Like, I won't even name what things are. Just think about it critically. Literally, Thanksgiving Day, if your main audience is like the America, United States of it all. Yeah. That's when you put out your worst possible stories ever because most people would be distracted. Yes, exactly. Not these people. There's like, I think who's, who's like, we don't give a fuck. Just put it out. They'll watch it eventually. Or unless the attitude is no one's watching it anyway. What's, what's the difference? Yeah. Thanksgiving, night exactly. before Thanksgiving, regular week. Who's watching this shit? But I just yeah. was like, for our sake, I was annoyed. I was like, God damn. Like, we could have had a little bit of a break that one week. I no. could not believe they put a new episode out. Ugh. All right. So this episode, which is episode eight. Starts with Courtney's birthday party at a bowling alley that she didn't even want, but somehow got talked into. And she's never having again because she said she just didn't get to do anything and da 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 da. Which we know this family loves birthday parties way too much to vow to never have one. She probably was feeling some type of way because she was pregnant and probably just did not want to be there. Um, of course, Kim made it about her at one point with that card. The I don't even know, remember what it said, but it said something to like. Um, out of all the things I've called you or you remember like the card she gave her I'm trying to remember what it's I I just felt so forced it felt like another one of those like Kim's like oh isn't this funny seem like it's a documentary so she's like oh my gosh turn the camera turn the camera let me show you the card one of my obsessions is looking up cards on the internet and it was like you're my favorite sister, despite all the things that I've called you over the years or something like that. Yeah, it's like I've called, out of all the things I've called you, uh, I don't know. It was something she thought was funny, and it wasn't. It wasn't that revolutionary. It was just a card. Yeah, But the the line delivery from Kim felt very like... Isn't this hilarious? She's, She's like... It's like she, when when the camera start rolling, she's like, "Let me get into character." Exactly. Okay. Yes. <laughs> I'm insufferable, sister. Oh my god! Turn the camera over here. Show the card. One of my obsessions, and we all make fun of Kim for this all the time. One of my obsessions is looking up funny cards on the internet. I'm Look obsessed. at this card I found. It wasn't even a very specific card. It literally just said, "Like of all the things I've called you over the years." Yeah, something like that. And even Courtney like, was like, God. Oh. Courtney yeah, like, was like, oh, oh card. Like, turn, turn the camera, turn the camera, turn the camera. <laughs> was like, isn't this so funny? I was like, oh my like, gosh. Kimberly, 100% please. natural instance that is happening and I didn't plan for it. So, like, isn't this crazy? That I, I was like, this is so me and Courtney. 
I feel um, like all these episodes too, like further prove that Courtney kind of like goes with the flow a lot of the time. Yeah. Even though like she gets the bad rap for being like a pissed off biatch when she gets in it with Kim. It's like <laughs> she's like she seems to be like fun loving in these moments. And then Kim's like, look at my car. Okay, the card, the card read, I'm proud to call you my sister. Hopefully this makes up for all the things I've called you. I fucking wish you all could see the picture that's associated with this. Because Courtney's looking at her like she's insane. And I can just hear Kathleen like, turn the camera around. Look at the car. Like, it was supposed to be a natural moment. And by the way, Natalie's looking at these pictures on E! Online. So you know that they like gave them these. Who knows? But... Also, there- Courtney and Kim are completely different shades of human. <laughs> and I don't mean that racially. I mean literally that cosmetically. Like, yeah, one Courtney's of them is wearing very pale. One of them is wearing a different foundation and possibly body makeup. <laughs> very 90s makeup going on here, like very pale. And then Kim looks like she just got off the beach. But it's funny how match, of course. (laughs) It's just funny how Courtney Kim's holding this card up. She's so proud of it. Bless her heart. Um, So then we're gonna leave that party, and I thought the party scene was way too long, but that's how I feel about a lot of these scenes. Then Kim and Scott, because they just kind of keep Scott hanging around the season, are going. They don't even want him to be funny, though. Can we pause and say that he's usually just like. And especially this season, he always has like sunglasses on and he's just kind of like in the background. Like he's just like, like, hey, how you I doing? I feel like they feel bad, like he needs a paycheck or something. And I also don't think they don't, they don't mind having him around because he'll do what they say. But Scott has so many good one-liners. Mm-hmm. But you can tell even with Scott, that's how much I think this show has had issues. It's like, even Scott doesn't seem like he's just naturally saying what he wants to say. And they're kind of making him be like a weird, creepy old man where it's like, everything he (laughs) talks about is like, oh, I bet you want to have sex right now. And it's like, (laughs) it feels very much like a caricature. Like, they're not really letting, like, they're not really letting him just, like, say what he wants to say. It's more like, okay. Or he does these things like. So what's going on in your dating life? Like if some, as if, you know, somebody's like, hey, ask her about American Horror Story. Oh, are you doing American Horror Story? He, they've, yeah. they've given, they've kind of taken away. Yeah, exactly. Feeding him lines and taken away his humanity. And I mean that in the sense of him being a human. Like we don't know anything that's going on with him. Does he just stay in the house all day? Like what does he have going on? We have no At idea. At one point, Courtney kind of, Courtney's the one who's being the most honest in this season, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, besides like Penelope but she's a child as far as the the immediate family Courtney was explained kind of like oh the kids went with Scott for some trips yeah and I have the kids for another two weeks and she kind of explained like their dynamic a little bit which I thought mm-hmm. was very refreshing like it seemed very straightforward where she's like oh like the Kim the kids went with Scott for two weeks and then and before that they were with me and Travis for two weeks this is the first time like I'm not with the kids and it was like very straightforward it's like yes that's the kind of information that we want yeah and instead we're like transported to this kitchen and we have no idea what's <laughs> going on and no context 
and like nothing. And we're just like, he's like, has a gun to the back of his head that you can't see. That's like, how is American Horror Story <laughs> with Ryan Murphy going? Even though there was a strike for several months and I could not mention it. Hello, I'm Scott. Let's <laughs> get a robot turn for the viewers yeah. at home that you can't see. And I think it's again saying with the the comment of or them trying to basically say you know Jordan is cool with everybody, so forgive Tristan. It's kind of like just throwing Scott in the show. Like we gave you Scott, isn't that what you guys wanted here? But it's like, well, we yeah. didn't want this version. Doesn't be happy. <laughs> yeah, right. This is this the man that gives us all of us. Todd Crane's prank calling. Yeah, and you want us to believe he's just sitting there, sunken eyed, like, anyways. <laughs> Well, how is your guys' um, entrepreneurial endeavors going? I am not they, reading a cue card. They sent him on a blind date where he was depressed the whole time and just wanted to talk to somebody else who was depressed too. He was like, oh, is your, are your parents alive? Really? Uh-huh. Do you have a drug problem? Rehab? Like, he was like, oh my God, why are they letting me talk to normal people? Uh, just this um, at all. During well. this scene, we learned that Kim has a lot going on. So much going on. So she's a, busy. She's the so, boss bay. So busy. So fucking busy. I'm I mean, so busy that I forgot what I did when I was busy. So let me tell you all the things <laughs> that I did when I was busy. It's so crazy. I don't remember. But let me show you all the things that I did when I was busy. Like, she said she wanted to slow down in Cabo, but it's not working out. And why can't she do it all, she says. Like, even though she's the one that said she was slowing down. I mean, she is in law school. These are her words. She's in law school. Why can't she be in law school? Be an actress and a minister. She's a minister, you guys. Yeah, you married a couple that divorced. (laughs) Within 24 hours of you airing their marriage special. Six months after to Shania Twain still song still for her husband that she did on her with her best friend, so she married his best friend. The only one so that was that scene, kind of setting us up that she has to go to New York and she's going to be so busy. So the next scene, unfortunately, is Chloe and Tristan talking. And I am so overcooked of these conversations and seeing him in this capacity. If he popped in and out of the show, I still would be like, Ugh, but I wouldn't be so annoyed, right? It'd be more like, oh, Tristan's here to pick up so-and-so. Tristan stopped by, so we chatted for two seconds. But there has been a scene on scene on scene and they just keep saying the same things over and over. Well, it's so heavy-handed, too, because yeah, it's yeah. like, she kind of sets up the scene with saying, like, oh, like, him and Omari moved out. And, like, you know, I worked with his mom a bunch on the medical stuff. All these things. Okay, well, why is he here today? Like, why is he here right now? Why are you here? Like, is it because, and I feel like the, the housewives have gotten better at, like, breaking the fourth wall and just saying, like, we're here to film. Exactly. If that's what's exactly. happening, just say it. Yeah. Just be like, I need to check in with Tristan today on what the status is with his brother. That's why yeah. he's fucking yeah. here on my couch. Yeah. But, like, they, 
again, we've talked about it so many times where it's like, they want it to be this natural, like documentary footage, but it's not, it's like you planned this. They're sitting on a couch. There's like booms everywhere. There's probably lighting set up. Like just say, I've had Tristan over today to discuss the state of like next steps. And so it's just like, oh, let's like sit down on this couch and talk about things. The, yeah, it's it was that, a very obnoxious situation because it pause. starts <laughs> off with Tristan and pretty much Chloe, if you like my notes, saying like Tristan needs to prove he's a different person. Why? You allegedly are not with this man. Who gives a shit if he's a different person? Well, and I've said this before and I'll say it a million times again. I hate, 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 hate that language where Tristan went on and on about how he's been in therapy for however many years in this episode. I question if the therapy is effective and or who is giving him the therapy. If it even exists. But also... Yeah, what also pissed me off is how Chloe and a lot of this family looks at therapy. It's like a punishment. It's like prove you've like you're doing the work. Eradicated the crime that you did. Mm, that's not I what see, therapy yeah. is for. Like that's not what therapy is for. And this weird like prove, prove, prove. And it, Especially from Chloe, it's like kind of weird because she's constantly like, no, we're not together. What is he proving? Like, what is he proving? At what, this is, point? what are we proving? And for what reason? Yeah, for you're what already reason? giving him, you're already giving him way more access to your family and yourself than he deserves. But like, what, what is, is the only point of therapy to prove that it's okay for him to be around you? Are you proving it to us? The public? Are you proving it to yourself? Are you like therapy is about like learning more about how your brain works and like unlearning things that broke you and like all these things? And I I don't want to go deep into how Tristan talks about what he's learned because he doesn't really take accountability. Damn thing. (laughs) But that aside. It's bothersome because I think Chloe sees therapy as something separate from something that like we should all do. And she's said this so many times where it's like, I don't ever get the sense that she sees therapy as something that's good for everybody. Like everybody can go to therapy and like learn how to communicate, how their brain works, what trauma has like changed their behavior. It's like she sees Tristan's going to therapy to just learn what he did wrong until he's learned it or something. Well, and, and Courtney kind of fault to Chloe. I mean, Courtney had that air about herself too. Now she's not as bad, obviously, because she, but she too thinks like to go get quote unquote fixed, right? It's like, yeah. oh, did you fix that? Have you learned from that? What do you think about versus like you're saying? Sometimes people need therapy just to kind of understand their feelings and thoughts and what they're going. Not necessarily to fix anything. More so yeah. for more understanding. Well, and they kind of see it as, did you get that fixed at the therapist? You know what I'm yeah. saying? And I th- I want to know, and this isn't a fault to Chloe. It's not like punishing her. It's like, Chloe, are you going to therapy to like dismantle some of the things that like your family's made you feel, you losing your dad made you feel, how you feel about your body, how you feel about this 
man embarrassing you. It's like, it feels like every time she talks about it, it's like, oh, Tristan's doing the work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good for him. That, like, like type of thing. Yeah. He fucked up. Like, and when he does enough work, he's off probation. And it's like, I always say, and I'm not someone who's had like particularly anything chaotic happen to me. Going to therapy is like an oil change where it's like, you just, and, and maybe it's for you, maybe it's not, but it's like, you do it regularly, whether there's a problem or not. Yeah. And I think that was the point I was trying to make with the fix it. Like not all therapy is to fix a problem or to fix sometimes like you're talking about therapy is just to talk things through, get another perspective, um, check in with yourself. As they say, it's not always like I cheated on someone. Now I need to go to therapy to like fix my cheating ways. (laughs) You know what I mean? Well, and this is even like, I think more so we hear a lot more when he's talking to Courtney. But a lot of his, like, realizations are shifting the blame. I was going to say, yeah, the fake realizations, which yeah. don't, let's, let's, let's wait a second. Yeah. But the, the Chloe interesting conversation got weird for me, and I have it in my notes, is he says he's in a place where he can see and own up to things he's done. I mean, Tristan's a bullshitter. Like, everything he said was bullshit, games, whatever. Chloe, this is where I'm like, ugh. She said, you know, time has passed, which it had only been, I don't even think it had been a year yet, but time has passed. I don't know what that means. I just don't know. Time hasn't passed. His son is the same age as your son. And they, at the time of this conversation, they weren't even a year old. They probably weren't even like six months, to be honest. But anyway, so she tells Tristan, I've had my son. And then she goes, you, you know, you know she said, my son's here. And then she says, your and it's the longest pause. And she goes, other son is here. And I just was like, ah! it was like, that made me like stomach turn. I it was, was like, awkward. spit it out. It was awkward. It was weird. But it also showed like, why is he here? You can barely like speak to the fact that he had another child that you know of. You don't even know the ones he Right. You don't know of. And let's hope there's not out there that he like threatened. But that was barely an acknowledgement. <laughs> why is he why is he here? Why have we spent multiple like segments of this show focusing on his he's so great. He's so yeah. he's healing. He drives the kids to school. What the heck? Like what did he do to deserve any of this other than he impregnated you? That's like, it. And what only did it once vaginally. So I just, I, these, these conversations and poor Chloe, I say poor Chloe, because part of me thought that pause was a pause because he doesn't acknowledge his son. And so she kind of was like, well, you're sincere. But then I was like, is she trying not to like make him feel uncomfortable? Cause fuck him. Yeah, your kid is here. The kid that is Project Twins with our son. Um, But anyway, we also find out that Tristan's had private conversations with Kim, Chris, and Rob. Now, no offense, but who the fuck is talking to Rob about anything? But um, it's clear he's had private conversations with Kim and Chris because they fucking, they're on his dick. They're pushing it hard. (laughs) Hardcore. 
They are just Why? We don't know. dick this season. What happened in that conversation? Well, I'd love Rock, to know. Brock can't really be on camera because he's a liability legally. So yeah. Does that Rob's too problematic. As if someone, t- as, as if Rob Kardashian coming out saying someone's A-OK in his book is going to make me be like, oh, okay. Well, if Rob likes them. And again, I, it just, I mean, I get the idea that like they have to put him into scenes because his basketball career is stagnant and they're trying to help him have a job. Okay. Why is he not having a role like Scott where he's just bringing up random shit for them to talk about? Right. It's like they're like yelling at us and begging us to be like, Tristan is the greatest person ever. And he only cheated because he was broken by childhood his trauma. It's childhood trauma, <laughs> of course. What if you just had him in the background? Give him get him his check. Whatever. And you know what? If and to your point, well, really quick before I wrap this up, Kendall, I think in the episode I saw it, Kendall is not fucking with Tristan. Good for you, Kendall. Good for you. Kendall's like, fuck your show and fuck him. <laughs> Love that for her. But basically, at the end of this conversation, he plans to talk to Courtney and Kylie on camera. Um, and he he claims he feels bad about Jordan and Kylie's relationship expiring. Yeah, fucking right. But I think. To, I like Kathleen's point that he didn't need a major role if you were just trying to get him a check and some exposure. And when he was on camera, they could have kept it about the kids or about his, you know, coping with the, the loss of his mother. Yeah. I'd, anything else, I don't need to hear about. I don't really need to hear about that, but I it can tolerate like that. Everything more. about his scenes is about redeeming him. Yes. Yeah. And it comes across very strong. And it's also weird because. He was barely with Chloe before he cheated on her the first time. Before they got I, pregnant, weren't they together for like four yeah. months? Am I going crazy? Yeah. When <laughs> she said she'd been like helping with his brother's medical stuff for seven years, I was like, has it been seven years? Like, I had to like think about it for a second. I'm like, that feels like way too long. I was like, did his mom have you start helping with his brother the first time you guys like hooked up or something? Like, yeah, I, I I would need, not that I need, but, like, that's an interesting statement. Because to your point, the mom was the full-time caretaker in Canada. So I wonder w- to what extent Chloe was helping. Well, and again, he had another son already. He had another baby mother. He had he has other family members. And meanwhile, you have Scott, who's, like, been on the show since the beginning. has three kids with Courtney. And they're just having him, like, read lines off a teleprompter. Like, why are we being, like, told how we should feel about Tristan? Right. Why are they so desperate to get us to see how just amazing and magical he is? He just made a mistake. He was young. Several times. (laughs) He just fell over. Every six months he's been with Chloe. He's made yeah. the same mistake. In the short time that they've been together, how many times has he embarrassed her that we know of? Hasn't been committed, not a single minute in that relationship. But yet here we are in 20 fucking 23, knocking on 2024's door, talking about redemption. This is crazy. He got more than like half of this episode. Oh, oh, he was like fucking... 
out of like let's say 20 scenes he was in 15 we learned nothing new we learned that he has learned a bunch of therapy talk to be like i just get repulsed when i cheat on her but my dad (laughs) the day after let's be clear not while he's cheating it's the day after when it finally hits him after he comes basically after i come he's like Kylie's like I'm crying oh my god he's so poetic it just it makes me want to cry just thinking about that and hearing how sorry he is and we can move forward and me and Jordan went to sushi naturally naturally we decided to go to sushi why wouldn't we go to sushi why wouldn't we go to sushi at the most popular paparazzi infested sushi place? Like, come the fuck on. This is friendship. Um, so Kim's in New York and the bitch is busy because she gets her ass up and works. She's got a Time magazine cover shoot. Dream come true. Dream come true because Skims is fucking killing it. She has a many me- dreams a day to skim has. <laughs> Lady's always dreaming. Very aspirational. Dream come true. I mean, bucket list. Dream come true, but I'm so tired. She has a lot of favorite artists, a lot of special random things that she uniquely did with Robert Kardashian Sr., the third Esquire. A lot of this dream comes true. I She has so much time in the day, you know. Well, it's so funny. When she was doing that interview, the interviewer was like, oh, are you tired? She's like, oh, yeah. She's like, did you get to sleep on the plane? And I think the interviewer is talking to her like she took fucking Delta there or something. She's like, did you get to sleep on the plane? And Kim kind of answers it almost like an of course type tone. Like, yeah, it's only four hours. And then she caught herself and was like, yeah, I'm running on only four hours of sleep. You came over there in a private plane. And probably got some good four hours of sleep. Probably slept great the night before. Like yeah, you're the not whole thing that she's like, exhausted from travel. I was so tired. I couldn't remember. But like, look at all this stuff I did. I'm, I'm so exhausted. tired. I can't remember. But apparently I posted a lot. Did you just see what I posted? I'm exhausted. I had to take a private plane from California to New York. Four hours. It's four hours. I spent three and a half hours in an airport waiting <laughs> for an hour flight this past Thanksgiving. Don't fucking Las talk Vegas to me. Airport. The Las, Las Vegas, Vegas airport. airport. <laughs> Don't talk to me about travel and being tired. I've never been so tired in my life because I travel with boomers who think there's traffic all day, every day, everywhere. I I'm just... If anyone out there is listening, give the Franklin family a reality show, or at least a podcast. A podcast, reality show, a special, just so I can let the world know what I go through. My dad wanted me to, like, check in, even though we have A-list preferred, which they check in for you, they give you a position on Southwest. And he's like, I just don't want Southwest to think you're a bot. Well, that's not how bots work, Dad. They're not going around buying Southwest Airlines. I need the world to be aware of Greg and Vicky's conversations. I just all the time. We're we're watching basketball or whatever, and Vicky's like, "What's this business stuff?" And I'm like, "You mean standing on business?" (laughs) She's like, "Yeah." What I need to know how to the context to use it. Like, you don't need to use it. Like, 
<laughs> so now she's like determined to use standing on business in a sentence. But anyway, uh, back to Kim's like um, crazy schedule. Met in American Horror Story fitting, skins meeting, skins event. She's so overwhelmed. She just needs a breather. But who can take a breather when Courtney is in Manhattan for the Blink-182 concert? Or Brooklyn, wherever they were. So she had to take a helicopter over there because she's very committed to her seeing her sister. Or being being seen at the Blink-182 concert. Um, The only part of this scene that I was like, Kim, please. She then tries to give, like, Courtney advice on road life. She's like, you've just got to get out. Yeah, okay, Kim, just relax. It's like when she tried to give her advice at the wedding. <laughs> like, yeah. just Courtney doesn't want any advice from you. And that's chill. And that's what, again, one of those times I don't want to give Courtney credit where it's like she's learned to like not give into those moments and be like extremely pissed. Cause I'd be so annoyed, be like, Kim, like, you're making this about you. <laughs> you are not married to Connie anymore. Can I just have this nice moment? We but get Courtney it. Has ch- Courtney has chosen the like higher path. She's yeah, like, she just kind of okay, smiles anyways. and nods and looks at Kim like she's a lunatic and then lets Kim do her thing and then walk away. Because like, yes, Kim, we get it. You were on tour with the, the Yeezy tour. Got yeah. it. Just let Courtney talk and vent. And she's probably well, pregnant. That's probably an element of her like exhaustion and like. Just, just hush. People always want to say like Courtney's like insufferable and like bitter all the time, and I think she was, and can be at certain times. She is an Aries, and she's the oldest sister. But this is a good example. It's like it could have been Courtney be like, this, wh- "Why are you telling me this?" But instead, <laughs> it was just like she's like, "Yep, I'm here having fun. Like the kids are with Scott. Like it's nice to have a uh, a few, you know, stops on the tour where it's just us." And Kim's like, did you know that I'm here? Did you know that I was married to a musician? who took a helicopter here. Who literally doesn't know what planet I'm on at any given time. Like, I took a helicopter here. That's how much I wanted to be here for you. And Courtney's like, okay, anyways. <laughs> She's like, that was cool. Thank you so much. Have a cool. safe ride home. Like, <laughs> Please get back into the line of the fans. <laughs> A meet and greet. You step behind the rope. <laughs> Thank yeah. you so much. I'm glad you enjoyed the meet and greet. Um, <laughs> next time. Bye. No, no. Blink-182 is not taking any pictures or talking to anyone. Yeah. Sorry, Kim. You cannot meet the band. So, yeah. I talk to you when I talk to you. Because it sounded like Courtney just, like, found out she was in New York. Oh, Courtney was like, oh, what? You're in New York? You should yeah. come by. <laughs> Well, and I remember when it was happening, like, real time. Yeah. It was kind of, like, around the time people were like, oh, they hate each other. Yeah. And all of a sudden it was like, oh, look at all these pictures. We're together. So it kind of confirmed that with this episode where it's like, uh, I think Courtney's just like, yeah, that's fine. You can show up. And yeah, I'll- that's fine. I'll take a selfie whatever. with you. What the fuck ever. I don't care. Like, I don't have an issue, but, like, wasn't like this it- was planned. It was right around the time the stuff was airing for, it was the first episode actually, because Kim says our show comes on the night. It was that Dulce and Cabana shit was yeah. b- was popping off on TV. So Kim and that thing, they had, so a lot of stuff had already happened, but like Cor- Courtney says she gets more upset in the edits. Yeah. But 
again, I don't think this, I don't know. The timelines on these shows are so kind of weird anyway, but um, finally I'll just say that Chris called Kim about her schedule and that she, I saw your schedule. I'm really worried to cut back. So they later in this episode, we just cover this now. They have a conversation and Kim and says she can't cut anything back. She's committed. I've committed to all of this. Part of something she can't cut back is the Met. And that's that's very, in my opinion, non-mandatory. Like, that's not get something that's going to progress your career. That's nothing you need to be at. That could have been the first fucking thing she could have cut. Yeah. But I bring this up because I feel like on this show, and I get it, when the show's been on so long, maybe you naturally revisit topics and themes. How many times have we seen the conversation between Chris and Kim about Kim, Chris telling Kim she needs to slow down? Oh, you're working too much. Or Kim saying, I'm working too much. Like, how many times do we do this song and dance? I'm kind of. It feels very, yeah, it feels feels inauthentic. Not not just because, okay, obviously, like they want to prove they're working a lot, but there's something to it about like, that feeling to be like oh look how how hard how hard we work and it, it has like a weird like pick me aspect to it that we've said a million times it's just kind of like no one cares if you came to the mat or not like it, and if you come and you do something interesting of course we'll care but like the no one is like what is kim gonna wear <laughs> I, I shouldn't say no one maybe someone thinks that but I think what is, again, Courtney always goes back to, like, what's your motivation? Yeah, I was going to say, I think it's more so I not what is Kim going to wear, but more no one's going to be like, I can't believe Kim wasn't here this year. Yeah, I think that eats inside of her, especially from that, like, chip of, like, and I think Kanye had that chip, too, for a long time with the fashion world that she sort yeah. of absorbed. Where it's like, I wasn't invited before, so now I have to go absolutely every time. And, yeah. but to be fair, like, there's a so few times I can think of in the Met Gala history where she sort of stood out in good mm-hmm. ways, a lot of times bad ways. But then there's a lot of times where it's just like, she's just there. And yeah. It feels very like controlled and nervous. Like, I have to do everything right. Yeah. It's like the Met Gala is an opportunity to be like a moment or you can mm-hmm. just, there's plenty of celebrities just like go. It, it's actually a fundraiser towards a museum. Yeah. It's like, there's plenty of celebrities just go and don't try to make a moment. I think Kim gets stuck in the middle where she's like, I need to make a moment, but also I don't want to do anything out of my comfort zone. Yeah. And I always think back to her, like the, like wet thing that Mugler did that was actually pretty cool but it was like why did she make her hair so boring and like she didn't do yeah. a full length you know it's like it's always like she can't quite commit to being like fashion girly yeah yes I, I like that this year felt like she mailed it in where she was like I want to prove to people I didn't get uninvited yeah and everyone's like no, we don't care if you were. Nobody gives not. a shit. Like, <laughs> right. No one cares. We, no one knows who's going to be there or not be there any given yeah. year. And it felt like her look was very like, I'm here. Oh, well. Yeah. You know. 
I'll go in depth in that in the next episode. Yeah. Just so I don't. The next episode, yeah, we go further, but yeah. Yeah. But the Met is something she could have t- taken out. But she did say she wondered if she had imp- the most self aware thing I've ever heard her say, certainly on Hulu. She wondered if she had imposter syndrome and if that is why she can't say no. Yes. Amongst a yeah. lot of other things, that is one of the reasons you can't say no. You, for some reason, yeah. like you were talking about the chip on her shoulder, you don't believe you've made it for some reason, or you yeah. feel, they even said that, like, if you don't go or don't do something, somehow you won't get asked to do something again. Well, and part of that, like, irks me too, because it's like, normal people get imposter syndrome, where they're like, mm-hmm something good happens to them and you're like am I supposed to accept this like you know or you get a job offer and you're like am I good enough to do this I want to believe Kim in this scenario because I think she has an insatiable like black hole of like needing to be relevant but I feel like it also felt like another ploy where she was trying to seem relatable like I just don't believe I'm lucky enough to be Getting all these opportunities. And she could be either saying that wrong or not understanding exactly what she's feeling. Because I agree with you. It's not so much imposter syndrome in the fact that I can't believe this is happening. Or like, me? You want me to go to the Met for the 10th year in a row? I think it's more so, I like the chip on the shoulder is probably a better phrase. It's that, like you said, she only went to the Met. She's like, I want to prove everybody Da, 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 da. Even in the Kylie interview that I skimmed, Kylie says something like, my haters fuel me. And Jennifer Lawrence goes, ooh, that's so Kim of you. So it's more yeah. of that. Like, I don't know what exact well, phrasing. Maybe chip on the shoulder is the best. But yeah, I, I understand. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. Like, imposter syndrome, I get. Yeah. And I don't think Kim's wrong. It's more just that it's like, well, is it really fair for you to have imposter syndrome when you have, like, all the resource. If you decide to do something, yeah. like be a lawyer, you literally just said you were going to be a lawyer, and you got a Vogue cover or the the fifth like, wheel. <laughs> you're the fifth wheel. Yeah. All of a sudden, you're starring like, in a movie. You've been a lawyer for like however many years, quote unquote. I. It's not that I. In no gatekeeping girl bus, but like, it's, I, I feel it was selective for her to say imposter syndrome because Mm. that's like a relatable thing the underdog thing to say yeah yeah i think there is some psychological element to what she's feeling and the need to be constantly relevant Mm -hmm. i don't know what the words are but like yeah she should dig into that like let's (laughs) let's elaborate on that like let's keep working on that like yeah and imposter syndrome is probably rolled into that but like let's yeah Let's, let's go realize. <laughs> let's realize where we're at, Kim, and maybe elaborate on that. Yeah, yeah, I I agree with you. So while she was being more self aware than usual, she wasn't quite there there yet. Yeah. I got you. Um, but anyway, I think Chris was just like giving her advice on her schedule. Shit, we've seen almost probably every other season. Because remember when she was dating Reggie? And she had like, oh, I had to go to Vegas for my birthday because once again, I already committed. And then the next day, I had, I had a Carl's Jr. salad shoot. My mom was right. I'm doing too much. Clear my schedule. Going to New Orleans to see Reggie. Like, that's literally how that episode went. Yeah. 
Yeah. And that I was the Scott $100 bill episode. So pretty good episode. Someone more psychologically, like, advanced in their language. I don't know what it is. But if there is a moment, a missed opportunity, or like a lull in the conversation, Kim feels like she's, like, losing yeah, ground. Yeah. Yeah. Not just like taking a break, but there's yeah. like this feeling that she's like losing some sort of like stake in like public opinion. She probably lost her fucking mind seeing how much attention Taylor Swift got for this PR relationship with Travis Kelsey. Like if she yeah. fucking knew she could have did that, which I'm not putting it past her. She still wants because I think she might try to pull something with like a soccer team or something. Like I just feel like she's watching this, her and Chris and being like, hmm. Is that what it is? Like, is that what it's going to take? I definitely get from her when she sees, like, other people, like, moving forward. Mm-hmm. It makes her feel like she's moving backwards. Yeah. And I've seen this in, like, business and tech, too, where it's, like, if you don't grow a particular amount every single month, you're losing. Where it's, like, no, if you're consistently earning the same that you were earning last month, that's not a bad thing. Yeah, but it's this idea that if you're not earning more than you earned last month, somehow you're losing. And that's it's so like good going on that, in her brain. It's so good that you say that because as a content creator, I I like gave myself that same speech today. Like you're not losing anything. You're if you're maintaining consistency, you're still good. I guess that's yeah. so. I took that took that to heart. Thank you so much for repeating that. Um, the next scene, oh, Kylie and Tristan. We really don't want to go in this because we already talked about the Jordan of it all. Um, I just wondered who's having these conversations with Travis, or is Tristan the only like fool that's playing this game and signs up for these conversations? Because, in my opinion, that we know of, there were rumors, but that we know of, that Travis hasn't had another baby, but he's been cheating since day one, as well, with no regard. <laughs> Oh, and it's again, it's like, why are we getting so much Tristan? So fucking much. When Travis is the parent of two of Kylie's children, he was like the rebound, like immediately after Tyga. Tyga was a back China who had a kid with Rob. It's like, none of that is talked about. Yeah. None of it. And it's just like, oh, Let's have this long, in-depth conversation about what happened with me and Jordan. And I think, honestly, Courtney and Kylie should have had this conversation together so we weren't subjected to two different scenes of the same conversation. Like, I, they don't need one-on-ones. Put it all together and leave us alone, please. Yeah, Jeff, objective again. It was like, why? what was the point of this conversation? Right. It felt like the only point of this conversation was to, to make it seem like Kylie wasn't some sort of like asshole for never speaking to Jordan again. Yeah. And that Tristan is this nice, redeemable quality. Remorseful. Tell Jordan I apologize. Bitch, you probably text her that night text or the week yeah. after we <laughs> apologize. And, like, go play this game. Yeah. Like, it just. Tell her I, I said, hey, what, and I'm sorry. What, what is the purpose of these scenes? Like, I I would have thought it would be more interesting if it was like, well, here's what happened that night of. I know we haven't talked about it yet. Like, set the S- scene, something. Like, Some tea. Like, I know, 
I know it's been a long time and we haven't really talked about this, but it's been weighing heavy on my mind. Like, this is what happened that night and I really fucked up. And I hope that you and Jordan have a future friendship because I know how much it meant to you. Yeah, yeah, if we could get some tea, that'd be. I I probably would have let the shit slide, like a like a detail we didn't know, right, or something, or. But it's like just, this, just like, oh, it's so bad. She was young, and she's like, oh, I talk to her every day. Oh my god, I'm crying. You sound so like. And maybe it's for the best. We did spend a lot of time together. We probably still live together if this never happened. Like, co- we get it. You were codependent. Why was we, Jordan? We why was Jordan raising your child? Why were you co-parenting with Jordan? Where's Travis? That's what I want to know. Give me something more relevant. Travis Where- Scott. Travis. Just so everyone Scott, knows. Yeah. We got a we got too many Chris's, too many Travis's, too many Where is Travis Scott? Um so after that we visit Courtney and Ulta because again, this show's going down the toilet. So now we're with Courtney and she's shooting ASMR social media content for Lemmy and having like a social media photo shoot. Penelope showed up. I mean, it's a cute little scene. It's definitely a filler. They didn't need it. I think it's interesting though, when we talk about, we talked about this Kate Casey about the kids. And like I said to her, we're seeing a shift. They're involving them more in the narratives and the storylines. Like Penelope, we find out she doesn't like Tristan. This episode, we find out she gives good feedback. <laughs> and her and you know Courtney are so close and then obviously next episode is going to be the North episode so I just think it's interesting that Courtney even kind of got involved by saying you know she gives great feedback and she's so this she's so that da, 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 which Penelope is Penelope is like the silent star of this show she says little to nothing but she's a total scene stealer which well and I get the sense like Courtney doesn't like reprimand her children very much yeah but after the last episode where she like double checked with Penelope about Tristan coming over, I do get the sense that Courtney is at least like aware of her kids mm-hmm. and like what they're feeling. Yeah. And she seems like there's like some level of like thinking about if they're going to be on camera, you know? Yeah, 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 for sure. It's like, I feel like Kim has absolutely no control over North. She's just like, let it rip. <laughs> yeah, yeah. North, like, I'm coming with you to the Met, so what time do I need to be ready? Like, that type of thing. It's not like, hey, North, do you want to come? This, can't, this is what's going to happen. North is, like, running the show. Like, I'll be there. So, I already know what's going on. But the Penelope comment I made about her, like, being the silent star takes me to the next scene when Tristan shows up to Courtney's house. And Penelope's face when Tristan walked through that door was like, bitch, what the fuck are you doing in my house? <laughs> That's, I was so uncomfortable when he walked in because one, we see Penelope's kind of like, ugh, he's here. <laughs> we learn later, like Courtney had already kind of like set this time up. So they knew what was happening and stuff. But this whole thing that I've been thinking about Tristan, like, seeking validation for people who don't like him it's like as soon as he walked in he was like oh yeah oh penelope am i ready he's like he specifically talked to her i'm like that's a child wish me like, luck he's like oh, oh should i be nervous like, Wish me luck. Up. like just, just walk in and film the scene 
like say hello you don't need yeah. to be like, like me, please. Like his desperation showed there. And I feel like that's the thing that's so fucking annoying about Tristan. Besides the fact that none of us like him. He, yeah. He wants so bad for people who don't like him to like him because he, he like I said, there's some weird psychological jolly he gets from like doing bad things and getting the people he did bad things to to like him again i don't know and act like everything's normal like hey like what the hell that's a kid who said they don't really like you that much you could just walk right past them or waved or something wave oh hi penelope yeah hey guys and then kept it penelope should i be worried like he was like and asked her to wish him luck wish me luck she and she didn't say a single word she was just like oh Oh, god So, Courtney explains that he wanted to talk to in Palm Springs, but she wanted to eat her Cheetos in peace uh, and not talk to him and save this conversation for when she came back. Again, knowing Courtney was pregnant in a lot in all this these scenes, all this season, you can tell why she a lot of times she was like not with it. Like, no, I'm too pregnant to have this conversation. I'm not feeling well. But she, but she also seems like light and kind of like happy in a lot of the ways that she. No, has yes, it totally. I just mean like she's not like, going to force yeah. herself to do anything. Yeah, like, it's interesting seeing this side of Courtney. It's like, yeah, other times we've seen her, she's been like almost on the offense, like where she's like up yeah. against the wall. It's like you can tell that she's kind of like I'm good. Yeah, like uh, I'd rather but eat also, Cheetos. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So she brings a notebook with her and like an idiot, he thinks it's for him to take notes. Um, But we know Courtney, when she gets these deep conversations, she's not really good at gathering her thoughts and saying everything she needs. It's good. She came prepared. She also told him she did. He didn't deserve Chloe. And I know Kathleen thinks the way I do on this. Why are we even talking about deservability? (laughs) They're not together. It's over. Isn't that the narrative they've been pushing? It's not happening. Co-parent. Who cares oh. if he deserves Chloe? He doesn't, but who gives a shit? Courtney said the quiet part out loud. She's like, I know what you guys are doing. Even if it's not get together to serve, why it's is why are you around here all the time? Why does he get to be uh, like invincible of like, oh, well, you're true Tatum's dad. So it's important you're the part of the family. Does he even deserve the hat? And she did bring up, I do like that she brought up that the men, like you said, she said the quiet part out loud, like basically we give the men all the chances and try to make nice. And she's like, for fucking what? And I said this on Twitter. I think what I see in Chloe or Courtney when she's approaching Tristan is that now that she has Travis and she's had a man that treats her very, very well. Like, she's like, oh, shit, is this what it's like to have, like, a committed person who wants to do things with me, takes care of their kid, like, all the fucking above. Anything she sees less than that, she thinks is complete bullshit. So looking at Tristan, which she should rightfully so compare him to Travis, she's Travis Barker. She's probably like, you are, you are it. You are it. You are, you don't deserve to be around the family. None of it. And again, it's like, what has he done exactly to deserve any of this? Like, I don't need them to, like, spend several episodes talking about how bad he is. But it's like, the bad men in this family, crickets, we don't hear anything. The ones that they pedestal are, like, you know, given so much screen time. Tristan's getting, like, the most screen time right now. Right. 
Where are his redeemable qualities? He was barely with Chloe for any minute, barely faithful during those minutes. I was embarrassed her so many times. And now we have to watch episode after episode after episode. Like, And in this conversation, none of it adds up. And in this conversation, like Kathleen said, he puts the blame on everything and everybody except for him. Like his dad wasn't nice to his mom, his childhood. He's never seen a, a man treat a woman good. There's little, and I'm just going to go and say, I don't think any responsibility taken. No, not once did he say like, maybe I'm reckless with like the people that I love because I'm scared. Like, I'll hurt them or something like he's talking like circles and clearly using like therapy speak. And at no point he just says like, I was impulsive. Like I have like a constant need for validation and I just hooked up with people as they came. He's like, well, my dad didn't treat my mom well. So I have no idea what real love feels like. And it scares me. So (laughs) Which, which a therapist would ask, ask, like, how is that correlated? Didn't you love your mom? Like, yeah. you, you have love in your yeah. life. So I don't. If wanna... you saw your mom being mistreated, and that too, you. But again, I'm not going to say that you see that kind of thing, and you're not going to be a victim to it. Get that. But it could easily be like, and these are the things that I did because I was scared, or because. I only knew how to hurt the people that I love because that was easier than letting them down. Now, Something. Heard, I don't know. I'm I've, not a therapist. Well, I've heard men say this, and I understand this. When they grow, around, grow up around, which, listen, Tristan's Jamaican. Let's not forget. And if I were him, I'd be using that fucking Jamaican card and talk about the culture of men in Jamaica. Get me out of this thing. Because just like in Jamaican culture with men and even American culture – some boys grow up around men that cheat because, and they'll say, this is what a real man does. You know, men, we have multiple women. This is just how it is. Your wife will accept it. You have a girl. Like that makes sense to me. Like if you explained it to me like that, when we say childhood, like, yeah, my dad had a couple girlfriends. My mom always knew about it and never left. I just thought that's how relationships were. I thought that was normal. I thought that was yeah. admirable. But to be like, I never knew what real love was because my dad treated my mom like just bullshit. Like shit. I'm like, that doesn't even. I mean, Courtney was asking good questions like, well, wouldn't you? And do you think, but even in no shade to Courtney, I just don't want, I didn't want to hear this conversation. Like, I'm like, I don't need to hear from him. He's full of shit. Even when Courtney was like, what do you think your mistake is? He says uh, that I cheated and blindsided Chloe. I think if we could have talked about it first. So your mistake was letting it go public. (laughs) Is that what you're saying? When I get him, it's like, why <gasps> was this set up? Like, why was this set up? It would have been one thing if it was, like, just the Courtney side of it, where she was like, he wanted to talk, and I want to eat my Cheetos. Okay, well, we just had a conversation with Kylie. We just had a conversation with Chloe. Like, what's the agenda here? I feel like yeah. we just got, like, a triple threat of people being, like, hearing all the things Tristan's learned in therapy, which learned is, like, a loose interpretation. 
Yeah. And it's just, it's, I'm, I don't know. I mean, Courtney said, oh, I want to talk to him because he kept talking about his future with Chloe. And I'm like, maybe this is for the show to kind of prolong this conversation. Because the conversation, she did say, I don't think you deserve Chloe, but let's go deeper. There will be no future with Chloe. Like, this is, needs to be, if I, if we're a real sister, right? This needs to be over. Yeah. And go also, your other no, no future. You guys keep talking like they're soulmates. He met too early in life or whatever. No, no future as in, like, you don't need to be on this fucking show. At all. You don't need to be driving Kim's kids to school. You don't need to be coming to every single thing. You can be, like, the other parents that are not involved in this family. Send your check. Come to things when the cameras aren't around. The end. And sell your your Palm Springs lot to her. Get the fuck out. He just wants to be like a permanent residence in her brain. If you want Chris to manage you, fine. That's another profession. You you go have those meetings at Jenner Communications or Kylie yeah, Skin, wherever the office, office. <laughs> But no. Again, look at Scott. Scott has been like excommunicated from anything involved with Courtney, and he's fine. You yeah. can do that too, <laughs> Tristan. And in fact, well, you contributed way less than Scott. At least Scott gave us 10 years of sound bites. You've contributed absolutely nothing other than embarrassment. And when he talks, the more he talks, the more like irritating the sound of his voice is. And when we say Scott is fine, I mean, probably we know not. He did but, right? He's like, probably not my, fine, but he's, my, he's not fine. But my point is he can have this weird little like low touch role on the show because he was there a long time. Yeah, we're we're more invested in him. Tristan has given us nothing. So why is he getting the literal majority of the show right now? I can guarantee you, nobody thinks Tristan is part of this family. Like no, no, nobody that's publicly watching this family on TV or whatever think that. Oh yeah, we all think Scott's part of the family. Like we're like, oh yeah, Scott's in the family. (laughs) Tristan, everyone really wants Tristan to go away. Yeah. All right, let's do some Tyra Mail. Tyra Tyra Mail. Oh, before I do Tyra Mail, I have a fun story. You're going to fucking shh. Actually, you already know. I put it in my close friend if I had one. Um, (laughs) So day after Thanksgiving, I'm... I'm hungover, but not bad. It's like a tiredness, da 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 da, and I'm like going, and I don't have notification on my phone, but I do on my iPad. So I'm, I'm just bullshitting on Instagram, and it was like, oh, Paris Hilton's liked your picture, and I thought, okay, that's fake. Like you know, sometimes stuff will pop up from celebrities like subscribe to my channel. So I was like, oh, that's probably like some fake shit, whatever. And I just keep going my day. Then it was like Paris Hilton has commented on your photo. It's the last photo I have posted, the Renaissance thing. And I was just like, oh, maybe this is like a fake Paris Hilton account or something. So I keep doing my thing. Paris Hilton has sent you a DM. So I was like, what is going on? So I go check, and it was actually Paris Hilton. She, like, sent, like, hashtag silvering, which I had to look up, which is her new saying, which is slay. Oh, sliving? Yeah, sliving. Sliving? It's slay yeah. and living together, apparently. I'm sure she tr- copyrighted it, so she couldn't copyright. That's hot. And so, and then she just DM'd me basically saying, you're so funny, or you're hilarious, da, da, da. And that was it. That was that was the only, I I wrote back a couple hours later because I didn't want to look thirsty. And the, But that was, 
that was it. I was like, oh, that was nice. And mind you, Paris just announced she just had a baby. So she had time to, or made her assistant uh, message me. <laughs> hey, engagement is engagement. Period. So that was a fun story I wanted to share. <laughs> Uh, okay, this letter is called Tristan Apology Tour. This is one episode with Kim saying they're happy to sweep things under the rug. Sorry for any and all typos. I was like righteously pissed off. So she says, hi, ladies, longtime listeners, second time Tyra Mailer. I'm just going to get right into it. First of all, why the fuck aren't we privy to his private, quote unquote, talks with Kim, Chris, and Rob? And second of all, why is Chloe facilitating organizing his talking to her siblings? He was man enough to climb on top of a random woman without her help. He should be man enough to reach out to speak to those facts without her help as well. Talking about how can there be any quote unquote progress in the situation if they don't speak. We literally just had two episodes where Kim said uh, their family is happy to sweep things under the rug and move on. Well, I think she means one episode. Well, Chloe, you did that in your relationship with Tristan how many times, but now your family has to talk it out with him for his growth journey? Fuck out of here. And his telling Kylie to tell Jordan he's sorry. Ninja, she was getting death threats over the situation. How many years later you want your pissy ass quote unquote sorry delivered by a virtual bystander? I like that point because the the stands we're dragging Jordan. Like, and they got racial with her and stuff. Uh, anyway, she goes on to say, also, every everything in Chloe's body's language in Chloe's body language said she's over this man. So why is she persistent, persisting with the shit? I think she means persistent with the shit. Is sticking with one dude so you can claim a stereotypical nuclear family really that important? Does she need a storyline that badly? And to add insult to injury, they ended the episode with to be continued. I don't know about you ladies, but I'm genuinely disgusted. Ugh, so mad. Going to bed. Aussie out. And I watched a little bit of the other episode. It didn't need to end on the to be continued. Like, it just picked up and they moved on. Like, there was no bombshells. Courtney didn't, like, cuss them out. It just did not need that. They were playing way too long on storylines. Yeah. In general. But especially storylines. That aren't landing. Um, it's not landing, and they're trying to leave. And I get it; it's it's a show, right? They got to get people to come back, but they keep trying to leave stuff on a cliffhanger. And I'm like, it's not a cliffhanger. Like, unless Chloe or Courtney gets up and slaps him, like, why am I yeah, rushing saw, back to the like, show? If we saw Courtney like running down the driveway, like screaming at him, yeah, and then they cut it off. No. Everything seems very, like, planned out, scripted, calculated. Again, not a bad thing, but, like, make it interesting. But to right. be continued should be reserved for some sort of, like, curveball. Exactly. Not just for you to wrap up a conversation. Because they did that Especially with... Especially when we clearly don't know what, like, the seasons and episode structure is <laughs> in streaming. It's, like, whatever they show, they show or they don't. Well, they did that with... They did. Hold on. Sorry. I hear music in my headphones. Can you hear that? Uh-uh. Hold on. It's Andre 3000 playing in my <laughs> ear. 
Okay. It's just um, international players anthem and not some flute music. Oh, you could hear that. No, I couldn't, but I just saw oh. your thing. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Hello. I was like, what? You got okay. Uh, this one's called the Chloe edit. Hi, ladies. Love the podcast. Quick question. What's up with the Chloe edit? Why is it that she has to wave her trauma out? period and about for the whole world to see while kim gets to be this girl boss and courtney and the jenners get to pop in and out whenever they please and why is she sitting back and taking it she's so beaten down and sad now it's hard to watch i would love for her to pull courtney set some found and set some firm boundaries perhaps keep them all at a arm's length anyways you're doing amazing amazing sweeties sincerely a loyal listener yeah, I think I I don't I don't know if it made the cut, but I definitely brought that up with Kate Casey. I was like, Courtney has to fucking uh just parade her trauma almost I mean, excuse me, Chloe every other episode. And it seems like she's the only one that has to do that for Hulu. Yeah. And I feel like I kind of said this the other day where like it seems and I don't think it's even a conscious thing per se with Chloe. Where she's just kind of stuck. She's addicted to kind of this like feeling of like the family martyr and just like, yeah. oh, like my life is sad. Yeah. And yeah. this, I have to keep Tristan around because of my kids. Like, I think she is so like intertwined with that persona that she doesn't know how to escape it. And she would probably get some amount of like satisfaction being like, it's okay. I'll do the scenes. It's okay. Tristan can come over. It's okay. I'll deal with all of them. Right. Yeah. It's like, it's not just that she does it. And it's always like Malika's like, you're so brave. You're so strong. I think she genuinely has like an unhealthy relationship with like suffering or she yeah, feels like, and- or she's not suffering when she wakes up. Like, her life has no purpose or something. And maybe a Geddes could be trying to show Tristan, I'm not having a good time. I'm not dating anyone. I'm just yeah. taking kids. even not what to you're ju- doing to me. Because <laughs> even not to jump ahead just a little bit, in the next episode, while everyone's at the Met, we're f- they're filming her like morning routine, getting true up for school. And she even says, everyone's, you know, you know, Chris and not Chris, what is it? Kendall and Kylie, yada, 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 are all at the med and it's chaotic. They like that. That's them. But I'm at home and getting the kids up. And usually I pack True's lunch before, but I had to work and I get up at five to work out. Like, it's very like, I don't have time for fun. My life. Yeah. Ah! <laughs> It feels like she does if she doesn't have that constant like friction of like yeah oh like she doesn't know where <laughs> she belongs so yeah <laughs> like Debbie Downer music yeah <laughs> I don't have time for the mint twenty seconds have passed and no one's talked about feline AIDS ah uh, I don't know what my purpose is in this world. Yeah, it's very like, I don't have time for fun. True's got cowboy theme day. I've got to get True's clothes. Like, it's like, oh my goodness. Um, the next one is let Courtney eat. Oh, it's she asked why does it seem like that way? Um, they have no other thing to talk about. So I feel like yeah. Chloe's kind of taking one for the team since you know Courtney had to do it on E. So now yeah, it's and everyone else refuses to share anything. So it's just yeah, Kim refuses yeah. to be vulnerable on camera. So yeah, 
This and is just what we get. Chloe is a glutton for punishment, so this is where we're at. She's a t- and she's she's always been. I feel in her her role in this family has always been the team player. Or the one that yeah. gets sacrificed. Like, I'll do it. Fine. Like, remember back on Keeping Up where, like, Chris had asked her to move a mattress from the garage? Like, who the fuck asked their daughter to move up? How fucking heavy a mattress is. But she, like, plays this role of, like, oh, Court- Chloe's such the mom. Even in the interview magazine with Kylie, I saw Jennifer say something like, oh, Chloe's everyone's mom. I'm like, I feel like... Chloe wants a fucking break. Oh, a freaking break. Yeah. <laughs> Being all your moms. Like, fuck. Who's yeah. mothering her? Um, the next one is let Courtney eat her Cheetos and get off, get out of my TV screen. So you know who she's talking to. Hi, gals. First, allow me to apologize in advance for my long ass email, but at this point, you're both probably used to it. Although, all caps. I had to take a break from the Kardashians and haven't written in a while. But it was just because once I saw after the first episode that the show went from the Kardashians to the Thompsons with the special experience of your favorite narcissist, Kimberly Kardashian, I had better things to do. I love that for the title of a show. Maybe even the title of the podcast. The Kardashian, or excuse me, the Thompsons with the special experience of your favorite narcissist, Kimberly Kardashian. Rebrand. Rebrand. But anyways, I saw on TikTok that Kylie and Courtney were going to appear on this episode. And I was like, finally, the two that I can tolerate. So I decided to watch. And oh, boy, where should I fucking start? Uh, I'm just going to pause real quick because I don't know. Okay, cool. I didn't want us to jump ahead to the next episode because she said Kendall was in this and she's not. But cool. Uh, Chloe just sit, sit. Chloe just sit in, sits in front of the camera and says, yes, he cheats. And guess what? I'm okay with that because if I wasn't okay, I would not try to make you all like him as much as I do. So let's move on. And if he fucking cheats again, I'm fucking fine. But no, she decides to play the fucking victim card, making us all mad at him and then shoves him down our throats without any warning. Like, girl, at least buy us dinner first. I just can't <laughs> stand this Tristan campaigning. Tristan is so funny. He's just like my mom. It's hilarious. Put a montage showing how funny and like my mom he is. And speaking of Kendall, she tries so hard to be relatable. But who knew the most relatable thing she could possibly do was, hell no, I'm not talking with that man who walks like his name is Trisha, not Tristan. Thank you, Kendall. That's how, in fact, you become relatable. So then this guy who is in the episode, God only knows why, called himself a man, goes to Kylie's house. And I'm going to be completely honest with you guys. I didn't hear shit of what he was saying. I was just taking pictures of Kylie's hair and sending them to my hairstylist. When all of a sudden she goes, oh, Tristan, you're going to make me cry. Wait, what? And that rotten egg starts laughing like, I can't believe the bullshit I'm saying is actually working. By the way, can you also apologize to Jordan for me? Bitch, I thought you said you were a man. (laughs) You apologized to her. (laughs) Oh, this letter's so funny. I'm trying not to laugh while I read it. Kylie is too nice. I can't. She probably just wanted that conversation to end so she could go meet with Willy Wonka upstairs (laughs) in the bedroom. (laughs) Then 
poor Penelope had to greet Tristan at her house. Just know she texted Kendall saying, you are not going to believe who is here with his arched back saying he goes to therapy. <laughs> Let's be real. What type of therapy is he going to use as an excuse for his behavior? I never saw a woman being treated right. Sir, this therapy that you are going is it Kendall's sound bath like what kind of therapy are you doing because sitting in front of Chloe while she speaks tumblr quotes is not therapy (laughs) 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 even Courtney was looking at him like just I just should have opened another bag of Cheetos, gone to bed and called it a day. Even Rain is a better liar, saying he's not eating crayons than this guy. I'm not going to waste a page writing notes about the dumbass shit that's coming out of his mouth. Now, facts, I didn't see Courtney write down a damn thing. <laughs> and she had a pen. <laughs> and she had a pen. She's like, you know what? No notes needed. Uh, but anyways... I still have a week to decide if I'm actually going to watch the next episode or just quit already. And obviously, I could not end this email without mentioning the queen of work ethic, the girl that does it all, the poor woman that only sleeps four hours, who can't say no to people because they stop talking to her, and who just needs a breather. So do we, Kimberly. So do we. Oh, I never overslept in my entire career. Hmm, your entire career of what? An actress that started three minutes ago? We get it. You work a lot. Congratulations. What do you want? A statue? An Oscar for channeling Courtney and every acting thing you do? My God. Anyways, I would like to end this email on a positive note. <laughs> And say that you guys, you are the brave ones. Every week in front of this battlefield for us. We don't deserve you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Have a nice week, ladies. Lots of love. And I'm going to read her Instagram because she's hilarious. At style by underscore underscore Teresa. T-E-R-E-S-A. It hit every note we kind of hit on in our review in a more comedic and blunt way. Wow. Yeah, it got to art. Art. It it cut the fat on what we were saying. Like, because I listen, when she said, uh, tell her yourself, thought you were a man. (laughs) Yeah, I'm like, what is this passive? Hey, tell her I'm sorry for ruining her life when you see her. Yeah. What the fuck? Weirdo. (laughs) I think we're all just fucking over it. And the Timothy Chalamet of it all, the Willy Wonka side note. <laughs> that was hilarious. They look alike. Kylie and <laughs> Timothy yeah, Chalamet. Look, they could be twins. Like, oh, that's my twin brother. It's my twin sister. Like, the, I don't. This family. Has that energy. I love how she picked up on the four hours of sleep. Like, I I, I felt that too. When, like I said earlier, when Kim was like, well, the flight was only four hours, but I only got four hours of sleep. I'm going only on four hours of sleep. Can you believe it? How do I do it all? A constant How life. do I do it all? <laughs> How do I freaking do it all? Um, sending your Tyra mail 
We'll read it. Say Bible podcast at gmail.com. Say B I B L E podcast at gmail.com. Actually, send it in so we can hear what your thoughts on North. So maybe we won't record tomorrow. We'll see if some emails will get in. We'll play it by ear, see what happens. Because North is getting mixed reviews online. Um, and we won't start that conversation now, but it's very interesting. She's getting such visceral feedback when. I don't know. We know who her parents are, so nothing should be surprising. And Penelope punches nannies in the face and Rain's eating crown. Like these kids, they're all bad. I think we've said that before. They've all got a thing about them. They're children. So it's like, yeah. you know, just weigh in. Weigh in on how we ended up here. They've all they all have a thing about them. Like Mason had a thing before he went dark. He liked to like spill the tea yeah. on TikTok. I miss those days. God, bring him back. Mason probably has so much to say about like his new family. <laughs> you know, now that he probably understands how like Kendall and Kylie felt about how Chris basically kicked Caitlin out of the family. God. Remember that time they had a Christmas party and Kendall's like, what about my dad? And Chris was like, oh, I'm sure that I, that's Mason's new reality asking Courtney, what about my dad? Like, well, Courtney's like, we got mm. like a more famous dad and Chris um what does she call herself um lovey lovey um needs the ratings so you're just gonna hang out with uncle rob now no cameras you don't need to worry about it just never mention your dad and also your phone is completely restricted from logging onto the internet so sorry about that their living situation is over there because remember when they got married they didn't live in the same house but i wonder if they have a baby will they live in the same house now and rich people i can't relate to because they have so many houses they have so much stuff it's not like yeah it's not like if you go from like house to house you have to like pack like it's like well that's very true but I just and think they all live really wise. close to each other so I don't know I don't know how it works I don't know how it works either because I feel like Mason would probably spend the especially because you know he's 13 now he's gonna spend probably more time with Scott I can imagine that yeah well yeah they all live in the same neighborhood for the most part they're all probably within the same proximity of their school so mm-hmm. he's probably like he can stay wherever he feels like it yeah 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 interesting Anyway, like Kathleen said, we'll be on Kate Casey. Wait, well, it's already up. It's a Kardashian yeah, episode. It came out on Friday. In case you want more Kardashian content, how can you not at this the point? The Kardashians. The Kardashians. Kardashians. So thank you for listening. Thank you for writing in. Can't wait to read the other letters about North and what you think about my daughter. <laughs> I yeah, accidentally <laughs> created <laughs> my bad. Um, uh, yeah, I'll talk about that next week or, or next episode. All right. See you later. Bye. Bye.